Welcome to the Voice of the Force, Temple Archives books, The High Republic, Race to Crash Point Tower. Just in case you like subtitles, we got subtitles for you. <laughs> subtitles on subtitles. Hell yeah. My name is Noma, and I am joined by my co-host, Dan. Subtitle man. Yes, the subtitle man. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm that's going to be your title from now on. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm good. I love it. Or, you know, the usurper. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> oh! Ready for a scrap before you start. Jeez. Exactly. Uh, Never I'm the king. I'm, I'm the king slayer. <laughs> Calm Damn, down, Jamie. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> Jamie's a badass, except for his weirdness. But yes, he's a badass. And the true loyalist, Ed. <laughs> oh, the empire. <laughs> exactly. So... With that being said, with our introductions, Ed, do you mind telling the listeners what this podcast is about? Absolutely, my friend. So on Star Wars Temple Art, well, Star Wars Temple Art of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it, it, is, a little it is true, te technically. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So on Temple Archives, we go over Star Wars canon. It could be TV, movies, books, whatever have you. But we summarize the story of whatever we're talking about for him. We talked about how it relates to canon material, legend material, where it fits in the timeline. And then we have a little discussion about it. And we tell you everything from the cover artists and the illustrator and all that. And then we go right into the story. And it could be, it could end up being two hours, could end up being 30 minutes, depending on the story. And we give our honest opinion as possible. So if there's something we don't like, you can hear about it and you'll, you'll hear why. And... I promise you, nothing is. We're not paid to say anything. This is all just from us. And oh yeah, you know, you guys are getting paid. Damn shit. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> no, yeah, that either. that is that is Temple Archives. It's fun for us. It's, uh, hopefully, it's fun for you as well because this is one mm -hmm. where this is content we love and it's content that's constantly coming out and especially with, in 2021 where we have a whole list of books and tv shows coming up this is, is a great time to talk about them so we hope we join us here more oh yeah and speaking of those books we'd love to hear your opinions on everything that we go over on this show and uh, if you'd love to send us a message on you know your thoughts or what you agree or disagree on with what we say then uh, there's a bunch of different ways you can get in contact with us dan do you mind going over what some of those are of course, yeah. You can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com where we make all of our episode posts there and have links to every sort of podcatcher you can think of and pretty much any link that you want to find on our podcast, it is there. And uh, you can uh, also email us over at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, theories, or just want to yell at us for funny stuff like, I don't know, subtitle man. Social media. Well, you plug can... yourself. Hey, okay. Yeah, you super. <laughs> so, social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at voice force pod and if you retweet or post in your story of our new episode tweets that's awesome and it does help grow our listener base and again it is highly appreciated and we just don't say that every episode just to say it we say it because it makes sense and it is true listen rate review and follow and subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts google podcasts soundcloud spotify amazon music and all major podcast platforms reviewing us with five stars and a comment help with visibility and if you subscribe for free or follow for free you'll get the latest episode as soon as it releases remember to listen to the outro to find out what we'll be covering in the next episode of temple archives thank you dan so with all of that being said let's get into this review
like we said at the top, this is The High Republic, Race to Crash Point Tower. It is a book that is kind of more slated for younger Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'd say probably yeah, middle school and up. And uh, yeah, so the author for this one is Daniel Jose Older. And the cover artist is Peter Antonson. If I mispronounce it, either of your names, I apologize. Yeah, because it might be Petter now that I look at it. But yeah, Peter. like I said, if yeah. if I if I mispronounce <laughs> it, I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he he does a really good job actually of kind of really relating that this is a book. Like you look at the title and you know it's a book for younger kids. Oh yeah, it's just his his art style is because I think he's the same person who did a Test of Courage, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, yeah, both of their art style. It's a very nice art style, and it is very much. You know, it's a little bit more cartoony, but still keeping a lot of. The... It's got that anime look to it too. Like it's inspired by anime yeah. for sure. Slight, slight anime, and but it's it's very much just like a cartoony, but still has a lot of realistic features in it. Like mm-hmm. they still they, they don't look out of proportion. Basically, they look like actual people. It's mm-hmm. just cartoonified, right? But yeah, so on the cover we get the two main Jedi we're going to be seeing for this book, which is Ram and Lula. And V18, which is, as we find out, a droid that has a couple of modifications. And they are flying into a storm of blaster fire. With the bomb bags. Uh, I don't even notice where they are. Yeah, they're, on, they're on the shoulder, the leg, oh, and whoa, the back of the... Whoa, whoa, yeah, they are so much smaller than I thought they were. Uh, I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you're right. We see all three bomb bags. And uh, the part that I'm actually most interested in is that you get we get to see the silhouettes of three Jedi vectors behind them. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Interestingly, yeah, those are not how I pictured them to be. Yeah, right. Interestingly enough, I looked on the um, the wiki for this book to get some information, and hmm. they had like the you know like the preliminary like cover image, and then like it goes through like its revisions, right? So they keep all the revisions and stuff on there as well. Okay. And so the one that we got for like the official one, and then this is the final cover. The difference is they added the vectors onto this one. Okay. So there wasn't any vectors on it before, and then they added them. And I'm like, I think that makes it a lot better because it's like all the motions going in that one way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there are speed lines in here, but it really helps give that illusion of speed, right? Oh yeah, for sure. But I'm also with Ed. The the vectors remind me of of if anyone's ever played Star Fox. I was gonna say yeah. The R wings, yeah. Exactly. If that's tra- based on what what was it what was it what was it the light the light of the jedi the first one mm-hmm. and they're describing the vectors and all that their whole design is completely different to me like this does not make sense here's here's what yeah, it actually they, looks like they were described as being very very long which was kind of surprising yeah, yeah. You look up now and it's it's not yeah it's got more oh, weight even I, even here actually yeah because dan just posted the image of what the vectors look like and they're they look more stylized than race to crash point tower yeah like in this they look like like a, a cross between a hummingbird and a and a bee or a fly, I guess. Mm. Like I don't, I don't hate the design here, but I, I like this one. You can definitely tell like, it's Republic inspired, like from like oh, yeah. from like, oh, you know like episode what? one stuff. Like it looks like an arc a little bit. You got You got to really look close to see those little front front panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tiny because I I can see them now that I'm looking yeah. for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah, just off the off the casual glance, they're so tiny, and the way that the art style is, you don't really notice them unless you're looking mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that R wing is right on point with that. Yeah. Was, <laughs> now, now I just need in one book. I need I need a, a vector pilot to say all range mode. <laughs> <laughs> you might get that actually. Oh, that'd be great. Did you mention the narrator book. for this book? No, no, I was about to. Okay. But yeah, the, we all listened to the audiobook, and the narrator for that one actually kind of surprised me because I thought the name sounded familiar, and then Dan filled me in on it. So the narrator for this book is Todd Habercorn, 
and he is a voice actor for a lot of anime, for the English dubs for anime. Here is a taste of what he does. He's Natsu from Fairy Tale. Mm, uh, really? Yeah, he's not. He's the English dub voice actor for that. He's I believe. Let me just double check on this. If you remember Genthru from Hunter Hunter, he was like the bad guy that had like the bomb ability mm. um, in Greed Island. There's so many voices on here. Jocko from Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, Super the, yeah. the space <laughs> duty dude. Space cop. Yeah, the police guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God, there's... Where is it? But yeah, well, Dan's kind of looking up a couple more things. It's interesting, too, because you can tell that he's a voice actor, you know, for stuff like this, because, man, his voices are actually re like... Oh, here we go. There's a prize he's got range. Good. He's got yeah, range. Yeah. 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 Alan oh, Walker from They're... D. Man. Oh, oh okay. wow. That's but sorry, I, I, I should... Wow. I should also expand on that. Surprisingly good, not in saying like, oh my God, no, anime voice actor can do good work. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, as, as we've seen from a lot of other, other audio books, there is a tendency for a lot of the actors to have like two voices and right. then just a couple variations on them. Yeah. But yeah, with unique voices. Yeah, with Todd, he does voices where it's like, it almost sounds like there's there's multiple narrators. Right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Death the Kid from Soul Eater, Ling Yao from... Brotherhood from Metal Alchemist and like various characters like Koza from One Piece. And mm. if you remember Nero from CP9, he's, he's mm. also that. And there's a whole like but, you can find him on online. And yeah, find yeah. Is like, IMDb a lot. you're looking through right now? Sorry? Is IMDb you're looking through right now? Behind the voice actor. Okay. Yeah, but mm. Todd Habercorn, I think this is his first audiobook that I know Might of, be, at I'm, least. We've, we've never heard him in anything else, at least. But at least Star yeah, Wars related, a... for sure, it's his first book. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he does a good job. And, you know, like I said, there's a couple where he'll do certain voices and you're like, man, I didn't know they had two narrators on this. And then you look and it's like, oh, no, it's just he's just he's good just enough. Range. That, yeah. yeah, he can do multiple different characters and genders and ages and it all sounds good. All right. Yeah. So with that being said, let's get into our synopsis and our spoiler free discussion. In the Velo system, Jedi Padawan Ram Jamaran stumbles across a Nihil raid and struggles to understand why they are on the planet. At the same time, Padawan Lula Talisola meets with Jedi Knight Vernestro Rowe in their attempts to track down the Nihil after the events of the Legacy Run. All these Jedi's paths intertwine at the Republic Fair, where disaster strikes. So, yeah, that's the end of that synopsis. Like we said at the top, this is a young reader's book. It's, you know, it's a kind of short book. The audio book was only three hours. But, yeah, what are you guys' overall spoiler-free thoughts on Race to Crash Point Tower? Uh, Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah. whoever wants Dan, to. Dan, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so. um, honestly, not terrible, because it's not meant for us. I, I always keep that in mind when I'm reading through mm. a book like this. It's not meant for our audience. It's, you know, it takes place at the same time as the other book, Rising Storm, that one is meant for adult readers, right? Mm. So I'm assuming we're going to get like the other, like we're going to have this kind of mentioned in the other book. But this is definitely like if a kid wants to read a book in Star Wars and be like, hey, this really is fun and interesting. And there's like funny characters in it and stuff like that. This is like the book that would get them into it. Like I think mm. the, um, what was the last Star Wars young reader book that we read with? Test of Courage. Test of Courage. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that one I think is a little bit higher bar, like a little older. Oh, yeah, no, um, 100%. This one is definitely, really, like, yeah. a step down from that, like, maybe fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. and Because um, Test of Courage goes over a couple really... Yeah. Very emotional points. points. Exactly, yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's more like the 7-8 kind of grade level mm. for, like, when you're reading and you're in that kind of, like, you're 
you're hitting puberty and you're going through all these emotional things, right? Yeah. Um, so that kind of makes sense there. But uh, the biggest thing that, I mean, Ed, you mentioned this before the podcast and I was thinking about it yesterday is there's no music or sounds. And I didn't realize it until like the end of the book, which is like three hours. Mm-hmm. Like near the end, it was like, you, like, oh, all these things are zipping past and like lightsabers are igniting and all this stuff and like deflecting blaster bolts. I'm like, there's well, no sound. If the you part remember, where I'm missing here. The part where Ram is, he's on V18 and yeah. he's chasing mm-hmm. after somebody, right? He, he says he ignites it and the narrator makes yeah, Todd the, makes the sound. Yeah. He makes the sound himself. Yeah. And that, it wasn't an, like, wasn't I was noticing sound. it. No, yeah. but like, I was noticing to that point where I was just like, hang on. Anytime anybody, and I'm thinking in my head, um, Mark uh, Mark Thompson. Thompson. Anytime mm-hmm. he says like he and he drew his he drew his lightsaber and then you'll hear the yeah yeah, yeah the sound behind it but, and but there'll be an always like a musical track behind everything mm-hmm. too and the minute that this was just silent I was like uh, do they not want to put in the work for the kids is that it is is, like, is that what's going <laughs> on it's because it's done by a different studio because it's production costs yeah. the same because that's a lot because you need you'll have to get more people in because that's a lot to do for one person yeah but because think about the, what we have the, to do right. Yeah, but the noise you made was actually perfect because that's what made me realize it as well as yeah, when when they're going through the the thing, he says like Blaze you activated with a and I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly like. he might have made that sound because it might have been written in the book. It could have, yeah. For kids, right? Because like they would probably want to make the sound too when they're reading the book, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you at that age, you're kind of at the point where you can read independently without like reading out loud. But some kids still like to read out loud. And when you read out loud and you see that, you're like, oh, yeah, like that's a lot of fun. Right. So yeah. I can see that. And there's another yeah. point later in the book where it's the same thing. It's like a blaster round goes over someone's head and like they, they make that sound effect again. And yeah, like, uh, when they did that as well, I was like, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. I just say, oh, oh, no, no, that, that was about all I had. <laughs> Overall, with like the, the characters and stuff like that, we'll get into it. The naming conventions, not the best, Yeah, but. I mean, I really could. I like now that I know who Vernestra Rowe is and Imri Kentaros, the Padawan, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. now that we kind of know those characters, it's a lot easier to picture them in your head. Yeah. Um, and like seeing all the. If I didn't, if I didn't have the like concept art for every like every single one of these Jedi, mm-hmm. I would not been as invested as I was into this book, which wasn't oh, very yeah. much, um, yeah. or, or really listening all that much. And not just saying that it's a terrible book. It's just that it's not meant for me, right? Mm. Um, and, I mean, we we get, you know, a pretty good, you know, kids version of this, like, um, like drastic event that happens in in the Rising Storm as well, right? Because they take place at the exact same time. So it's like the... It's like the kid novelization of like episode one versus like the novelization of episode one for adults. Like, there's a difference in mm. what you're going to get in there and what it's going to focus on. And you get pieces and parts from each side, right? So this is the, the children version of it. But it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. I'd put this in my well, library at school. That's fair. I, I think we've basically expended the entirety of what we have for spoiler-free. I mean, and, and did I, you have anything? The only thing I was going to say is, like, there's several times, you guys said it before, but, like, mm. you need to almost read this with the bookmark that says, remember, young readers remember yeah. young readers because there there were just multiple times where i would oh my god it's like but why did young readers young readers they have yeah. to figure things yeah. out the long way young exactly. readers, young readers they got yeah. to figure things out the long way <laughs> because there are multiple times where it's just like you could have avoided all of this mm-hmm. i believe oh, i was yeah. told that too but there, at the same time it's just like uh, again 
young readers they they need to figure things out as they go once they get older and they start to think things through more then you realize yeah. okay they slap you in the face with the same thing over and over and over again yeah and uh and ed's right as well there's a couple of characters who take intelligence bats to the head yeah. in really yeah. important moments and yeah. that was kind of annoying as well at some points you understand why because it's just like okay i'll get into them this spoiler one because i have to see i have to give the examples on yeah that, but... that's true I think we're thinking of the same moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that being said, let's head into our spoiler discussion. So from here on out, if you haven't read Race to Crash Point Tower and you do want to read it, stop listening here. Go and read it and then come back. Because from here on out, we're going to be discussing everything. We're going to go into the plot and we're going to go and talk about everything under the assumption that you've already read Race to Crash Point Tower. So final spoiler warning. And yeah, I'll give a very quick kind of overview of the novel's actual full story now, which is basically, yeah, we get two different stories that kind of intertwine where we have Ram and Ram with his eventually super droid V18. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Transformers, yeah, it's, it gets, droids in disguise. Yeah, it, it's, it gets weird. But uh, yeah, him and V18 basically uh, run off a Nihil patrol. And uh, they were messing with a comm tower, and Ram's like, mm, I feel like we should probably tell someone about this, because the Nihil was supposed to be destroyed and gone. Why are they here? And they made an in-atmosphere jump, which is also really strange. Uh, so at, at the same time as that, like I kind of said at the top, we get Lula, and she had an adventure with uh, some other character, Zine, who was yeah. like a Force-sensitive who wasn't actually trained to be a Jedi. And it very much seems like we've missed a book or a couple comics or something. Yeah, something has happened in the comics. I think it's the... Yeah. The High Republic Adventures comics. Oh, uh, that would make sense. But yeah, we get a, a thing with them, and they're going after the Nihil after everything that happened in their other adventure and the Legacy run. And they basically think like, okay, the Nihil are up to something. We need to figure out what it is. And as Ram is about to warn the Chancellor and his master about what's happening, he gets caught by the planet security, who are very much played up as a joke. Yeah. And he basically managed to, to mind control, like really badly force mind trick this Nemoidian, which was actually hilarious. Oh my God. To to bring him to try and, and warn Starlight Beacon. And he basically barely does before he's arrested and thrown in jail. But that gives Vern and Lula enough time to realize what's happening. And so they head out to the planet, which I've already forgotten the name of. It's called Vero Velo. And they're kind of realizing a bunch of things like uh, Ram is realizing the Republic Fair is supposed to happen on this planet. I feel like this has something to do with it. There might be a Nihil attack. We have to figure them out. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't. He just gets thrown into jail where he meets a female former Jedi. They never really say whether she is or not, but it's a lady called Ty, Ty Yorick. Yeah, I love Ty Yorick. Yeah, she's really cool. But yeah, it's it's very unclear if she's a former Jedi she or she's just really... Jedi. Oh, did they do? She does say it. She is a former Jedi hunter. Yeah, she she turned mm. into a like she's part of another book that's coming out a little bit later. It's going to be kind of oh, the same vein okay. as Test of Courage, okay. and yeah. it said that she is or a comic, I think, a miniseries, and she is the uh, monster hunter that was a former Jedi that left the Order. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. 
I don't know how yeah, far she got though. I don't know if she got to night or crazy thing in this mm-hmm. in this timeline. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting thing. When Lula meets Ty, she's like, "What? This doesn't make sense to me. You what don't just you? leave yeah. the Jedi Order, right? Like, yeah. yeah, what is this?" But yeah, Ty York is a very powerful, or not very powerful, but a powerful Jedi. I'd, I'd put her at least on like high knight rank from the stuff that she does. Yeah. So her and Ram basically get out of the jail with a little bit of, of help from Lula and. Uh, Basically, from there, it's this race to Crash Point Tower, haha, name of the book. But as they kind of get there, we learn that the Nihil dropped something off when they left, and that turned out to be a pod full of Drangir seeds. And so the Drangir have, you know, grown and erupted and taken over Crash Point Tower because they're supposed to hold it until the Nihil are done. And basically, as they're racing out from the jail, the Nihil have shown up in full force. They're attacking Velo. We get kind of hints that they're trying to kill the Chancellor, which is pretty intense. But yeah, we're not focusing on that because I'm assuming that's Rising Storm. And basically, as they get to Crash Point Tower, we get this standoff where it's Ram and Zine are both trying to repair Crash Point Tower while Lula is jumping from Nihil ship to Nihil ship, trying to take them out with the help of a animal that Ty basically brought for them, which now makes sense that you're saying she's a monster hunter. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, so we're getting this whole thing where it's like, yeah, Lula's fighting all these Nihil ships and Zine and Ram are trying to negotiate with the Drengir, which was kind of weird. And they kind of come to an understanding where they convince the Drengir that the Nihil uh, lied to them. Yeah, Yeah, because the Drengir said that they were here because the the Nihil were going to give them this planet. They could eat all the meat, which is, as we learned, sentient human. Yeah, Yeah, they only eat live things. So yeah, they they would get have all the meat to themselves, and uh, Ram manages to convince them that they were lying. So they basically subdue the last Nihil ships, and they manage to take them all out. And then is it Lula? I think Lula's trying to take out the last ship, but the Drengir actually hijack it and use it to leave. Yeah, they, it was cool because like they, this is a really interesting description of it. Where like when they did, like hijacked the vehicle, right? Because they were mm-hmm. gonna you know take it down or whatever. The Drengear, like, jumped towards it, and as they're, like, in my head, as they jumped towards it, Todd said, like, the narrator said that, like, they, like, physically shrank to fit into yeah, the yeah, cockpit. Yeah, they actually make themselves smaller. And I'm like, that's fucking dangerous. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, imagine how small these things can get. And that's that's one of the problems that I have with this book, is that they just let the Drengear leave. Yeah, like they just they just fly away and they're like, "Yep, we saved the city." And I'm like, "There are Whoa up the like ship. a dozen, <laughs> yeah, there's like a dozen man-eating monsters that you just let leave." You ever see the movie Aliens, guys? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh boy, <laughs> just like cool. They're just gonna show up on a planet and eat a bunch of people because you let them go. Yeah, but yeah, like, it, oh no, what happened? Or potential yeah. allies of the Jedi? Nah, oh, are you I kidding me? They're so. But yeah, I don't. But uh, yeah, basically, they get Crash Point Tower back up and running, and then the Jedi and uh, the Republic are able to use that to coordinate a counterattack against the Nihil, which we kind of hear that they they win. It's a very pyrrhic victory, basically, because yeah, oh, yeah. they drive off the Nihil hill but the republic fair is just in in ruins Dyesh, yeah it's done yeah and but the we hear... ship was destroyed and a bunch of other stuff we get to hear our boy stella geos finally yeah, yeah right yeah he's the like guy they've been hyping up in squadron master stella geos here and it's like oh god finally he's <laughs> he's in something <laughs> it's that it's that we did it patrick we saved the city but the city's on fire yeah, yeah, ruins, yeah. basically yeah but uh yeah so that basically wraps up the book <laughs> the only other thing we get is that ram has now joined this padawan squad yeah, which uh, is well, actually interesting. I'm excited to see where that goes because Vernestra Rowe being a Jedi Knight is going to be an interesting 
uh, not foil, like uh, interesting mentor to like these two Padawans that are trying to find their way, right? We'll see if they can get over uh, the Rose special ability, which, yeah, now that we're done the synopsis, I guess we'll start getting to discussion topics. And one that I found kind of funny is Vernestra Rose special Jedi ability seems to be just making every Padawan around her insanely jealous. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's... That, that's a natural I don't know if you've thing, ever though. felt that way mm. when you see somebody who's like fucking getting 90s and doing fuck all. Like, they're like... Oh, no, like, I, doing I get no, why. No one's doing their homework and they're getting 98s and you're like, yeah, I wish, man. But it's just, it's so funny to me because she's... Yeah half the reason Emery fell to the dark side in Test of Courage. And made it back, and, yeah. Yeah, and then as soon as Emery shows up, or sorry, not Emery, as soon as Lula shows up and sees Vern, she's just like, I hate you. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's happening again. But, but the thing that really, that really clicked was like, when she talks with Lula about like, how she's actually feeling, because like, she can sense it, right? She's mm. a Jedi, right? So she can, she can sense that Lula's got this jealousy and these, these these feelings and so she talks it through with her and mm. you know lula's like i got so many attachments and if i live you know my whole life i'm gonna have thousands and thousands of attachments because that's just who i am and like she talks her through it and I, I actually really fucking love that moment because oh, it's really good. it was it was like yes but would you if someone was attacking you or like if, if there was an enemy coming after you like would you kill them or would you try and save them try to save them yeah. and she says i would save them he's like yes because you care about life that doesn't mean that you're, you know, the attachment is there. It's it's not because of the attachment. It's because you care about the life that mm. is there, right? Which which is also funny because it just reinforces that I'm much more of a Sith than a Jedi. Because she yeah. said that, and she was like, "Would you would you save someone if they were trying to kill you?" And I was like, "No, mm-hmm. no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> you yeah. dare attack me." But, but yeah. I mean, as a Padawan, like that's the kind of mentality you have. It's a, it's just a Jedi mentality, right? Like right. it's well, it's, I mean, even well, as a Jedi, like they kill people all the fucking time. Like, well, yeah, but the, if they can save them, right? They, like, they, oh, that's yeah. not they're not out to do that. That's why, like, yeah. if you think about when they deflect blaster bolts and stuff like that, they always deflect it to the side or to a limb. Or yeah, something exactly. Like that. yeah. Well, that's me. That's going right back to your head top. Like, yeah. were you kidding me? Like, no, you just took a shot at me. Bam! Baseball yeah. bat right back to you, and it's like I'm taking your head off. You there's and there's a reason why when you become a cold blooded Jedi, you basically are Anakin, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's like that's not what's supposed to be happening but i I also thought that was a really good moment because you kind of see in test of courage vanestra keeps looking over at emory and she's like wow there's something happening there i don't know what it is yeah she doesn't have it's just like that's fine he can deal with it and now she realizes like i should yeah Yeah, exactly it's not the mentality to have right well in the comics like we'll we'll see stuff that's not happened yet or that has happened that we haven't seen like read specifically where it's Hmm. like her doing things as a jedi knight mentoring this padawan imri yeah but, um, but and even gaining those those skills and knowledge because they're learning together right yeah right well and i actually i forgot right up until you mentioned it that imri is now her padawan but yeah, yeah at the end of the um, book but it, just, it also just makes sense where it's just like hey i ignored this last time and i failed him let's not do it again if she's i can sense that. these problems yeah she's growing in progress right? for a change man yeah exactly that's it it's, that's a finally fun. yeah and it's, it's nice to see i just i found it hilarious where i was like wow your special ability is just every padawan hates you as soon as they meet you i'm not gonna lie i was actually surprised i didn't put Vern on the front of this cover <laughs> no the padawans in this book would have hated her more at that point but, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. yeah. but i mean but i mean I, just I mean, like in general like if you have vernestra Rowe on the cover mm-hmm. of a test of courage and you want to sell this book as well Putting her on the front of this cover, can I, I make that connection between these two I books? Prefer, I prefer that she's not okay. on the cover though, because she's barely in this book. She, yeah, yeah, like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, she. As soon as they hit Velo, she just runs off in a different direction to try yeah. and help people. Right? Yeah. So, not bad. Though. Yeah, something. Yeah, something else that we kind of talked about 
which was kind of weird. I, I don't know if I liked it or not, is that they have a droid called V-18, mm. and he's basically just like a, a much bigger, smarter gonk droid. Um, Ancient, though, he's not like active. he's old. He's an old droid. Yeah, he's yeah. old. But they, like Dan said, they turn him into a Transformer by the end of it, because he starts off with, like, they put, like, speeder booster engines on him. And wings and, and, gets, and like, fucking bomb, bomb well, racks and just, shit. Yeah, just at first. Just yeah. at first, when they go to, when at the very beginning of the book, he has uh, speeder engines on him. And then they come back, and he's got Starship engines and a Starship repulsor unit. And then they come back again, and now he's got a blaster cannon on top of that. He and shouldn't he be back. able to move. Yeah. This, this is <laughs> but, just a kid playing with all his toys and combining them like a big vault. But that, that's like, exactly where their audience is, right? That's exactly why they did it. It's just, it's just so weird, because by the, by the end of the book, he is basically, just picture a gonk droid. A, a very big, smart gonk droid with starship engines, a starship repulsor, wings, rocket rocket pods <laughs> on the wings, a laser cannon, a flamethrower, and a starship transponder. Yep. Oh my god, Metal Gear! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like, you're looking at him like, what the hell are you? You're not a droid anymore. I love how he's, every time he's like, <laughs> I am done with these bad boys here. Yeah. And he's like flying around and like he, shooting them. It's like, dude, oh my god. The power goes straight to his head, and it's hilarious oh, yeah. that he just goes on this power trip and starts shooting Nihil. I love it. threatens to burn the Drangir alive, but it's Let's just like, be real what now. Don't be burn should these weeds. Be able to move. Yeah. He shouldn't be able to move. Yeah. What What is or, his power core? Or, like exactly, point? right? Yeah, it's like a dark matter power core or something. At this yeah. point. Because, <laughs> because if he moves, he should just blow up. It, well, I don't know what mm. he runs on, because like you can see on the front cover, he's no bigger than two people. Yeah. yeah. But at yeah. the same time, it's like... He has enough power to do all this, but that I was talking to Noma about this when he was reading through it, and I was like, the bomb bracks are like they're my favorite part of this book in a way, because they're just like these like mad scientist, like I would say better than Babu Freak. 110% better than Babu yeah, Freak. Yeah, Babu, Babu Freak doesn't swear like a sailor. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> there are a bunch of moments all, all they do is cuss. Yeah, yeah oh, there's a I bunch know. of, there's almost any time they speak, Ram's like, I can't translate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love their names Barbatage, Breback, and Fezmix. Like, what the fuck? I love these guys. And they're just like, it's like, holy shit, dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> like, I get that you have, like, this, like, need for speed and, like, this want to like do mechanics but damn boy like you turn this thing into a monstrosity like jesus christ <laughs> i love these guys they're my favorite part of this book they were interesting but yeah like these these bomb racks i don't know if you guys remember the point when they had the security guard and they're like swearing at the security guard about his yeah, mother and his yeah. family and was it Ram's like, oh god, I hope he doesn't know Bomberies or whatever, Bomberkeys or whatever, right? Yeah, and, and he he's does. like, because he, because he's like he what would. are you talking about, my grand grand? <laughs> and he was like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But uh, yeah, Ed, Ed brought up a, a good point, which was that, uh, well, if you want to say it with the uh, Thornberries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the way they're described, I picture, I can't remember his name, but he's the yeah, child. The Thornberries, the crazy kid. No, it's been so long. I only remember what? Nigel because of his big fucking face. Well, yeah, Nigel, and this one... He, Nigel he, he, make, Barry. He, he makes that noise that you just did when you're... And he's like, oh... Oh, he's a wild child. Yeah. Yes. He has a loincloth, and that's it. He, he's yeah. just Tarzan, basically. Yeah. What yeah. Tarzan should have been when somebody finds him in the wild. God, he turns him age so bad. Right? But yeah, it was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah, because like I couldn't remember the concept art, so I'm picturing Ewok size doing this stuff, chattering. Because remember, they're working in that garage in the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can see them all just bouncing around doing this stuff. I can still see it now. It's just mm. cute rather than just 
chaotic. Annoying. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of times in, in this book where I had to stop and be like, okay, I know you think that way because you would stop and think through the situation. But, okay, Ram fully admits he hates fighting. He doesn't like it. Like He doesn't that, even like people. <laughs> right? Like, they, I really appreciate what they're trying to do. And I thought mm. about it as a reading. I was just like, listen, us growing up, it was like it was like we grew up during the wars, right? So all we know is the fighting and the big things and the mm-hmm. flashy combat and all that. Kids, <laughs> kids now are just like the war is over. Yeah. Oh great, we got all the cool stuff. So I, I know what you're talking about. No, I know what you're talking about. I just find it funny when you say like we grew up during the wars, like we were we were like in the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you, you remember the gay? Oh, do you remember the Blitz? Exactly, right? It's like, oh, do, do you not remember Christophsis? What are you insane? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, be like, what? What's a Christophsis? It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> right. You don't so, remember Stinky the Hut? <laughs> Stinky. So for for a Jedi to be like, yeah, I don't want to fight. Now I'm just gonna play with my parts. Here. Oh, play um um uh, <laughs> uh play with my, <laughs> my mechanical yeah. side here and the, talk. The with speed, these yeah, guys. I don't have it's to like, talk to speeder bikes, right? Like, <laughs> it's it's wholesome in a in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that and the, the angle they're going for there, but then it it goes to reinforce like he he doesn't have that combat tra- that a lot of combat training, so he's not going to stop and think in the middle of a fight or anything like that. He's going to do the big. It's like using the sixth form, where it's just like mm-hmm. you know it's it's the di- the diplomat's form. It's like you can you can quote unquote fight, but you ain't really fighting. You're just kind of like flailing better than an average person would. Mm-hmm. So. And- mm-hmm. Oh, it's because and there's certain parts in this book too where it's like you know the fact that he's not good with people it does end up being a huge detriment because yeah when the Nemoidian uh, Idrex corners him is like you're you're violating the law basically I was like dude just pull out your lightsaber turn it on be like I'm a Jedi I need to get over there and he's like uh, no uh, I don't know what to do just kind of like panic and then he does the poor mind trick which I actually thought was really funny. And then, but he just then gets caught anyways. And I was like, dude, just use your Jedi authority. Yeah, just... he turned into a child and then yeah. child took over completely, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Again, I do not fault him for it. It's just that... Um, how, it feels I... very plot convenient, but it's, yeah. it's understandable. The, the one part that I thought was hilarious that we kind of talked about this is he... Ram does Jedi mind trick for the first time and he doesn't do it well. And he does it to the point where Idrex is like, it feels like Idrex is starting to get brain damage partway through. Cause he's just, he's saying these things that don't make sense. Like they're, they're listening to the hologram message and uh, Idrex is like, like, yes, we need to go. We need to warn crash point tower. The starlight beacons under attack. And Ram's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, we need to. T- well, like I'm, I'm Ram Jamaram and there's something bad going on. And I just like, yes, I'm Ram Jamaram. And you're like, dude, what is happening to the Nemoidian? He, he has snapped a few of his synapses in his brain, man. Like, he's like he doesn't he realize he still has a hold on him. Yeah. So yeah. when he's talking, he's just like, yes, words. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. right. Stop. Okay. I love okay, the part okay, where he's like, not. this is going to be a long night. Yeah. <laughs> he just has to Jedi mind trick him all night. Yeah. Okay. And, but then he stops at a certain point too, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but like the, one of the one of the most glaring things for me, right? And it was near the beginning. So he realizes something's happening at the tower, the communications tower. So mm-hmm. he modifies V eighteen for the first time, flies out there basically. Niall starts blasting him out, and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." Goes back, fixes the communication tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to let them know in the city. He tried. He tried to. He tried to call them, but they didn't answer. 
you fix the communication tower. I don't care if you call them once. You call them 15 yeah, times. You yeah, call yeah. them I was thinking the same recently. thing. You have your droid right there. I have to stop so many times to be like, remember? <laughs> Young Reader's Book. Young Reader's Book. He tried it once and it didn't work, so now he has to go. No, you try to one, try again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep trying. These guys, yes, they might be in the middle of a conversation. They're like, oh, my God, my comlink's blowing up. Yeah, what do you want? seven times. My hell. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe I should have picked up that first time. What's up? You have my full attention. The, you can still be racing there at that point. Make a public broadcast. Yeah. Something. Something. You know, if this is such a big, important thing, let everybody know. Security, if you can't get through the Jedi, get through the security force. Then guess what? By the time you get there, they're ready to escort you. A whole bunch of things can be set up for you, but you're panicking and you're young. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Everything's on me. It's exactly I what gotta, was I gotta go. About. I gotta go warn them, guys. Uh, I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, yeah, here no, we go. But think think yeah. about it. It's exactly what Noah was talking about when we were talking about what Omega oh, was man. trying to do when the Bad Batch was captured by the Zygerians, mm. right? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's just yeah. like, I know I need to help, but I also realize my limitations. So yeah. I'm going to accept the help from them while they're there, and we're going to work through this together. Unfortunately, he didn't have that luxury. So all yeah. you think is he's not as smart as Omega. No, he's just like, I, <laughs> time for me to save the day. I just did to big be fair, he's battle. He's been in a garage a long time. But remember, remember what he said. He's like, I just survived my first battle. Now this, he's off this like weird, like, oh yeah, I can yeah. do anything. Maybe it's adrenaline like, high of yeah. surviving. Dude, you survived blaster bolts <laughs> and she threw down the canister. And he's laying there and the whole things are buzzing around. It's just like, that might be important. They toss that. Why would they just toss it? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, this looks like a job yeah. for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> so, not disappointing, but it was just like, man, kid, you got, you got, you got heart, and your heart's definitely in the right place. Hmm. But my God, we got some work to do with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's okay. It's okay to have. That's why he's with Vernastra now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he needs to be a part of that group. He needs that for me. He needs that, that experience. Stuff because it's okay to have a hobby, but he's like avoiding all of his Jedi stuff by trying to throw himself fully into it. And is it's it bad like, that they also you're... needed a shipwright? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they also needed a mechanic. Yeah, right. It's like he's, but, uh... he's putting himself into detriment. And then other, <laughs> what's your name? The Lula Jealous Girl. Oh, by the way, that name. Lula Talasola, yeah. It's, no, yeah. not the full name. It's just like. Okay, Lula. why are we so obsessed with Lula right now? What significance does this have to the universe that, like, you wait, know, wait, wait, what, what's, up, what's this obsession with Lula? Wrecker can pick up a doll and be like, my Lula! Oh, oh yeah. I didn't even, yep, yeah. I didn't even make that connection. Oh, man. As soon as I heard her name, for them, I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was already pissed big, off. All Ed sees is this big doll walking around with Alexa. <laughs> well, no, it's just going to confuse people for holiday season because they're going to go want to buy a Lula, and then this book will be popping up everywhere. It's like, this, this the doll? Is yeah. this it? Is this a Lula? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one, I don't know. One of the other things that really bugged me with this book is, man, they encounter what is... Granted, they were just apparently born the night before, but these are the stupidest drain gear I've ever seen. Well, granted, we've only I've, we've only the seen them on a national station so far. Meets. But it, they're so dumb. They're so stupid. Like we we go from the Amaxine station, the terrifying drain gear that don't care what the people are saying. They're just there to. They're, it's like it's yeah. They're basically just like, oh look, the chickens are talking to us mm. as they try to cute. yeah yeah yeah. To these ones that are just like the meat speaks, attack meat. What you say, meat? Yeah. And it's like what the what the hell's going on here? What Again though, here? remember remember. I, 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 we have to constantly say it. 
kids book into the dark yeah. versus yeah. this i don't think kids would have comfortable after into the dark he yeah. got vaporized <laughs> i don't want to read this anymore but i mean that was another thing that was kind of bugging me was when they're fighting the drengear they're like yeah zine and ram are covered in cuts and scrapes and i was like yeah well the oh, last time that happened it yeah exactly it drove uh it drove a jedi knight to the point of near insanity yeah well, remember remember this like because yeah the, the knight buddy like bro knight gets he gets all sort of like drugged up and everything yeah, just yeah. by them with doing like, that with the, and then the adrenaline other, thorns yeah and, and then other i think she's a padawan i'm not sure no it was the security no. girl who yeah, got yeah. poisoned just by touching some yeah, bars by touching one of them. Off yeah. one. and if these guys are cutting everybody up it's just like do they not have it's, dots at this early it could, it could also be and like they, yeah, they, they, they might the, if they're um, if they're newer they might not have those chemical things built up in their bodies yet yeah, as a drink yeah. here it's not the security girl it's the the secret i mean oh, spoilers yeah, yeah spoilers girl, if you haven't yeah. Uh, yeah spoilers if you haven't seen into the or read into the dark but we got the episode for it but yeah it's the the secret nihil oh yeah yeah what's your <laughs> yeah. name i can't remember but Fuck, i, had, I wrote one, it the down one, the one who has the i'm actually an adult i just look like a child syndrome yeah, yeah. You're 100 years yeah, old. Her and I can remember, for some reason, I can remember her her manservant's name because that was Haig, right? Haig, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Kal Kal Kalishta or something? Some, yeah, something like that. Kalishta. Um, the one thing I wanted to say too, um, and I figure we'll, we'll might as well just get this out of the way, is the thing I want to talk about specifically was Ram Jamaram. Like, name wise, <laughs> very easy to remember. Along with Lula like Telesola. Like, yeah. very easy to remember for kids. I get why they named them that. For sure. But, I mean, Ram as a character, he's not terrible. You know, he has a preference to work with machines. And we kind of get to see the Anakin a bit here. Where, like, he uses his mind as in the Force to, like, help him with technology. And, mm. like, assembling things. And, like, that's his, that's his, that's his jam, right? Like, that's his Ram Jam Ram. Um, oh, my God. I knew you were going to pull some... <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, fuck's sake. Can we have a t-shirt that says, that's my Ram Jammer? No, no. I'm not making I'm going to make it. I can make that shirt. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to make it and sell it. And I'm going to make no money. <laughs> but yes, he's an all right character. I mean, like we've talked about, like they slap you in the face all the time with like his motto of like, his master that he that gave to mm -hmm. him. Like, got to see everything for like the, you know, what it is and how it also goes together and like the... <laughs> Tom was just laughing here because he's gonna oh, go off I'm, in a I'm second. Gonna, I know yeah. it. We're gonna we're gonna segue into it, but yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, it's just like he's not a terrible character. I do love his like relationship with the Bombrax, and I feel like that's kind of what I like about this book is like those characters being with Ram and like hmm. I don't know like Ram by himself. I'm really not that interested in, but mm -hmm. like yeah, okay, but. Yeah, it's going on that naming scheme. Uh, yeah, no, okay. uh, before we go into this, you want to yeah, just give so, a little bit yeah, of yeah. a... I'll, I'll give the little... So, I mean, granted, we have been swearing already, so hopefully no kids are listening, young kids are listening to this, but if you are a younger If you're under the age right of 18. Now, oh, yeah, on. I guess. No, well, let me get to it. If you're not very comfortable with adult stuff or jokes or stuff like that, I would stop listening for now because I'm going to get into... Fast forward five the, minutes. The big, yeah, well, it might be more than five minutes, but yeah. <laughs> uh, fast forward at least five minutes. But I was distracted constantly throughout this book because I I was trying to draw while I did this and they get to... They're, they're talking about Ram in the beginning and it's like, yeah, it's Ram. And uh, yeah, he remembered the lessons from his master, Master Kumpar. And I was like, what? Kumpar. 
<laughs> Dude, they keep changing the name. It's Compare and then Compar and then Compar. And I was just like, I like I couldn't get it out of my head. I was like, stop. Who the fuck thought Compar? Compare was a good name for a character in a kid's book. I couldn't, I was, I literally spit, I I was drinking water when they introduced him and I literally did a spit take on my tablet. I love it. And I couldn't, sorry? Remember, right? This is, (sighs) Spongebob was a kid's show. Mm. Is There are a lot of moments in Spongebob as an adult when you watch it, you're just like, Um, I mean, mean, Animaniacs has the classic fingerprints joke, right? But, like, it's just, it's so overt. And I was like, what the fuck? And then they're talking later on, and Ram's like, I just have to remember Master Jizz Apple's words of, I have to remember the whole for the whole. And I was like, no, 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 no. That phrasing is fucking atrocious. Are you kidding me? They knew what they were doing, bro. I didn't get any of that vibe except for the name of (laughs) Master Kumpar. Yeah, I was like yelling at Dan while I was listening to the book. being like, I can't take this seriously, I was like, no, but your your mind, your mind is playing tricks on you, man. I love it. And then then they get to the end of the book and and Ram's like, I have to remember Master Seaman Banana's words. I have to remember that every hole is different and unique. And I'm like, please stop. Just please, God, I can't. I was just I was fucking losing it the whole book because I was just like, no, you don't name <laughs> you don't name a character compare. You like, got me with that. Man. It's just like I couldn't take it. <laughs> oh, we're children. Oh, oh, it was, it was, I was like, oh my god, who who looked at this name? I was like, Daniel compare. Jose yes. Older did. Like, and he's like, this is perfect. Like, I want to uh, talk to that man. Oh, he threw man. that in there for us. Don't even worry. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, right? it's, it's the adult jokes in there. It, honestly, like after you point that out, it's like, oh god. You're so <laughs> that was the right. way to get through it, man. Yeah, it was just I like I but the problem Holy was I just shit. couldn't take the book seriously. And he he names his master so many times. Oh yeah. So it was just oh, every yeah. single time he says that name, I was like, no, I it just pulled me out and I would start laughing. There was a really good so, point where like it, all it, of that, that kind of came it. together though. Like there was a really fucking good right part with there, that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but there was a really good part with that. Like when they asked the Drenger to help them out where they have to like they hold the ships the Anihil like steady. Yeah, yeah. So then he can just like rip apart everything on the inside using well, the force. That's... I'm like Fuck, that's cool. That's a really well, cool that's, ability. That's what I mean, right? Because that, that's when he says, I have to remember that every hole is different and unique. And I was like, and I was just like, I, like it's a good line for that moment. But it's yeah. just like, as soon as uh, he he just mentioned Spunk Orange, and then he immediately from there says, like, I have to remember every hole is different and unique. Name every time. Yeah. He does. <laughs> I just, I, every <laughs> time they said his name. I was like, what the f- What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, every time they said his name, I would just think of different, like, like, <laughs> like different variations. It's why I was laughing every time they mentioned Compare, because I would just, I would think of, like, like Spunk Orange and Jizz Apple. And, oh and I just couldn't keep it together. But, like, yeah, oh, like, that fuck. line was good. The line of, I have to remember that every hole is different and unique for that, because he's thinking of all the different ships and how they work. It's fine. It makes sense, just but, like, once you are an adult and you understand yeah. these things, yeah. He just mentioned Compare, and then he says every hole is different and unique, and I'm like, no. Once no, you pair, this once is you, not like <laughs> once you pair these phrasings with Noma's dirty ass mind, that's where <laughs> yeah. all of this comes together. And like, it was it was too much. I yeah. couldn't. Much like Ram, I couldn't take it. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, his, his name is Ram already, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. What it is. And I I have a message to Dan somewhere in here where because uh, because I, I was talking to him while I was doing this, and it, so he's just like, I can't take the character seriously in this name because I keep uh, seeing Jedi Master. Yeah, Seaman Banana and uh, his his Padawan Ram Thick Shaft, <laughs> and then it just it kept spiraling from there because then V eighteen shows no. up 
and like oh, this wasn't a dirty no. reference in my mind but like v8 show or v18 shows up and it just immediately in my head because i already wasn't taking the name seriously mm-hmm. I, I was just imagining i uh some of our listeners might not Should know had a, yeah. v8, v8 but there's a juice in quotes that's tomato sold, juice yeah yeah in canada and the states and stuff like that and it's like a tomato it's like a tomato vegetable juice it's it's disgusting. V8. V8, yeah it's disgusting yeah. it's just yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty gross uh, it's just it's good for you that's the whole reason you no, drink it but <laughs> yeah with the amount of sugar in it right but uh like i i for the rest of the book i was just seeing like a, like a, they're writing a v8 bottle yeah. <laughs> i mean a giant v8 can, so, yeah. yeah basically a giant v8 can with blaster cannons i just couldn't take it serious and then again because my mind was already making all these these awful alliterations and and these you know mental images in my head then they go to to lula and i couldn't like i just i was just imagining lululemon the whole time that's fucking my mind just going up to that okay. no one's no one's brains just hitting brands now we're just hitting like brand marketing over here and then they said vice and then they said zine and i just my mind clicked to visines and i'm just imagining tear like this thing of of teardrops running around or you know i'm not a teardrops but like i eye drops yeah and it was like it just just, the book was getting so screwed up in my head yeah it's just i couldn't see the characters anymore i was just seeing all the jokes i was making in my head but i mean if it gets you through the book it gets you through the book right everybody interprets art in different ways Noma, yeah. yours is quite unique. I'm glad you shared it with us. <laughs> I like to think that I was—I wouldn't have been. Please the tell only me that made it like it, a little but... bit higher in your fucking ranking. No, no it actually made it worse. Oh, it made it worse. I thought you would take anything. I thought the humor would have brought it up a little bit for no, you. No, because there's serious moments going on. He's like, I have to remember compare his words. I was like, no, no, stop. <laughs> Um, I have to remember. Really I have to. Go. I have to feel the hole within the hole. I'm like, no, because <laughs> he mentions. He really he mentions okay, I got. I got to. I got to fucking cut us off there because we're just going in circles. <laughs> it's you know, it's fair, but it's just like that was my point. Whereas yeah, it's just like it's so good. Oh my god, you're you're trying to have these dramatic moments, and I'm thinking about this. Yeah, it just kills. I mean, like it kills any point of drama. Like there are intense situations. The drain gear and how are they going to get out of this with the ships? And then he just and he drops the name, and I'm laughing. Yeah, <laughs> like all of a sudden, I can't take it seriously. Yeah, so now it. it unfortunately didn't help it was funny but it didn't really help the tone of the book i want to jump back onto tyoric the monster hunter jedi ex jedi mm-hmm. like holy fuck i love i love the voice that todd gave her i was not expecting this like raspy badass mm-hmm. i was expecting like this like young adult like maybe early 20s being like yeah i'm just i you know i didn't agree with them so i just left but it's like mm. i'm here and i'm gonna fuck shit up and it's like oh boy yeah, no, you're up. all it was is Buddy played Witcher before he came. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Geralt. Geralt. yeah. I mean, that's the e- monster. He, that's literally Tyoric, honestly. The honest easiest yeah. thing to do. Yeah. And even look at the look at the hair in the in the art. If we want to go back to promotional art for the little things, I remember this. And she's yeah. got like the white hair and everything. Well, too, she doesn't so have hair. Like, she has like the tendrils. But yeah, yeah, because she's a she's yes. a he's Thol- just... what's it called Thol- Tholash Tholatian. Let me look, let me look it up. Let me look it up. Yeah. Tholatolian or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, Tholatolian. Tholatolian. Yeah. Yeah. But she's she's the same species as uh, Addie Gallia. Yeah, and she's mm. on she's on the front of one of the new books. I think Out of Shadows coming up. Okay. Or Rising Storm. It's one of those two. And so uh, not we'll probably... Rising Storm, but uh, I believe it's Out of Shadows. Yeah, we're she's probably a little more. And bells mm. on a far, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely excited okay. for her, more of this character because like she comes riding in on a fucking like. I don't know what you call it, like dragon. a dragon, essentially. <laughs> and like, like, oh shit, you just took down a ship with a dragon. She's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, this one's mine, that one's yours. And it's the mother. It's like, yeah. even, even like, angrier. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit. Don't worry, I yeah. do this all the time. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is a Monday morning for me. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Tyor, definitely But before excited. we get started, does anybody want to play a game of Gwent? Yeah, right? <laughs> 
I actually played a bit of that game when it came out. It was actually it's fun. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just, I would just get angry and kill people I lost against yeah. when I could. But there's certain Gwent opponents you can't kill. Oh yeah. <laughs> what What did you guys think of of Tyoric in general? Like, Tyoric was the only character I actually cared about in this book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would not be disappointed to get a backstory book on her with the order and her mm. leaving and starting up. Mm. the monster or anything because like that's a very random thing to get into in Star yeah. Wars. I think she it's I think what we're going to get at behind this is that she has like the Ezra connection with animals and she can hit that which is why Maybe. she might be it, doing it would be a much angrier version of that connection yes. though, since oh, she yes. kills them. Yeah. Yes. Um and she also has a purple lightsaber. I don't know if that feeds into like the like the anger, the the, the resentment like she talks mm. about dark side shit in this book. I don't yeah, know if you guys yeah. remember that, but she talks about the anger uh, uh, of something or like whatever it was, and yeah. it was like, oh damn. See, at this point, I see her as a trained aura sing, like a properly oh, trained yeah. aura sing. I, I, I don't like aura sing. I'm sorry. No, no, you don't, yeah. and I'm not saying you have to like her, no, but no. at that point, it's like it's that mentality, right? It's just like a Jedi aura sing. But you're comparing comparing to Ezra, I'd be like, instead of that, it's just like she's more of a bounty hunter for animals. Oh no, all right. yeah, all I'm saying is that like she has that force connect like that's probably No, what exactly, is why, exactly. Yeah. I know I know exactly what you're saying. I'm yeah. I'm taking it as a rather than trying to connect with them, she uses that to hunt them. Yeah, so exactly. It's, like, it's more yeah, of so like it's, a yeah, dark it's side. It's like kind where of. Ezra's trying to touch the mind, she's just like, Okay, it's like hunter on crack. So it's just like, Oh, mm. I'm gonna track you and I rub the I rub the ground with the with my fingers and Oh, yeah. so there's 40 of you and this and this, and I can feel that you're you're exhausted. I can feel that you're hungry. All that mm. So this is the perfect time to strike. Yeah. Or something like that. She's a predator. Yeah. Like pure and yeah. simple at that one, right? A force imbued predator. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Scarier than a rancor at that point, right? <laughs> so it's like that's she's she's a Sith without being one to the animals she's a, yeah she, she's, she's very she's very neutral force because yeah. there's the moment too where she mind tricks the nihil when they break into the jail oh and, yeah yeah and she she basically this guy barges in with this like blaster cannon and she's just like hey uh you're gonna go out there and you're gonna go subdue your own all any nihil that you come across any of your friends who are nihil that come across you're gonna subdue them and he just walks into the hallway and starts gunning down nihil yeah. and she's like oh all yeah. right just doesn't care right she's yeah. like all right no, He's because it's, meaning it's of the subdue, purpose and the use, right? Yeah. It's just like you, the force for her is like the eternal empire. It's not a good thing. It's, not, it's a tool. It's, yeah. You use it. Mm. And it's like, if you can use it well, great, you get promoted. If not, well, you trash, right? <laughs> so it's just like, okay, well, yeah, I have this great skill. I have this great command over it. Why the hell wouldn't I abuse it? And it's kind of mm. like what Ram was talking about. I mean, it's like, I have this skill and they're saying like, oh, you shouldn't like, like, like it's a religious thing that you shouldn't use the force. It's just like, no, nah, mm. like, if I can use it to understand parts and engines, no, I'm going to, I'm going to use it. It's, mm. it's a meditation thing for me. And it's like, you're not wrong. That's yeah. not a, that's not a bad thing to do. It enhancing your, use it to jump. If they, like, <laughs> are you kidding me? If you use it to jump, you can use it for yeah. anything. So I was like, oh, I've seen what he can do with that hand before. He can just push them. It's like, well, you can do that too. It's force push. It's like one of the first mm-hmm. skills they teach you, Jedi Academy. What the hell? Do you, how do you not know that? <laughs> I was like, come on now. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's like all that stuff in in that implementation is a skill. Oh, I'm going to, I need to calm myself down. Let me breathe and channel the force. Guess what? You're using a tool. Other people have to pop pills for shit like that and everything. So it's like, <laughs> you have a tool. You have a tool. How do you mm-hmm. use it? 
definitely, definitely. There's there's a line you should not cross, depending on what side you're on. Mm. And one side doesn't have any lines, really. But yeah. at that point, it's just well, like right? well, yeah, it's just, one side's line is you use healing, you monster. You're supposed yeah. to lightning them, All right? So it's just like you you really you really gotta you have your tool belt to tell you what tools you use and how you use it, right? Mm. So I I'm glad that they're really trying to again just like just like you know the adversity to fighting and all that like i'm glad they're showing this aspect because it's an aspect that's always been there but it's mm. been downplayed like oh yeah that's that's one of their sub sub skills but you know combat it's always mm. been that so. yeah yeah so but uh i don't know if you have any yeah, last just, points on, on sorry Dan, go ahead i was go just ahead. gonna say overall like yeah ty york was cool i'm definitely looking forward to her uh, again like the only other character where i was like oh it'd be cool to see more of her is vernestra but she runs off to do her own thing which i assume will hopefully we're, will be we're gonna see book. way more of vernestra man and yeah, by the yeah. by the end of it like avar chris and someone just all oh, those guys i feel like are gonna meet some kind of crazy doom or and are trapped somewhere and mm-hmm. it's gonna you know just like before the like, next generation vernestra is the chosen one of this generation <laughs> right vernestra no, and well, bell yeah wreath yeah, I I see I can see Bell turning into kind of like the Obi Wan of this series versus okay. like whereas you know Vernestra she's like held on that pedestal where like if Anakin had stayed with the with the Jedi for the entirety of the thing he'd be what Vernestra is being right now mm, kind yeah. of thing like if he was if he was picked up as a kid and told yeah. you're special and you know you're special and all this stuff versus like somebody who's got the like. It, obi-wan had to work and how he was mm. he, especially when he stuck with qui-gon and all the stuff they went through it was like he really he really ramped up to the part where where he is now you can really respect it mm. and i feel like what every everything that bell is going through right now thinking he's lost his master all that stuff like that having to go through things on his own with his new um mentor i guess at this point it's like mm. all that is so formative he's gonna be solid he's gonna be foundational that so i i can't wait to see where they're gonna go with him yeah t- talking about what you're saying like i hope uh wreath bell and vanestra become that next generation because like wreath I'm, I'm super interested in as well right like i found mm-hmm. him in that in into the dark really interesting so watching all three of their progress as well because i think you're right i think that eventually something's going to happen that's going to take out the actual masters yeah but that'll, it'll be interesting to watch their progress but in terms of ram and lula i'm not super interested in, in following them they're, they're the ones who, you know, they love the archives and they love the <laughs> temple and everything mm. and they want to be there while these other three, like, they may not have the same, they may not dislike anything, but once the Call of Duty comes out, they'll be the first ones to be like, yeah, let's go. Let's take care of it. Wreath, oh, yeah. Wreath is getting to that point where he's not like, oh my god, no, why can't I say that? He's, he's evolved from that now. He's like, mm. He understands that he has to do stuff. Yeah. So he may not like to go, but he will be like, let's go. Whereas the other two, well, Vernash will be like, I have a duty. I'm going. I don't mm. care if you guys are going or not. And Bell will be like, well, I'm not going to let you go along. I got to go too. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. One, I think that. One mm-hmm. last thing I wanted to say was mm-hmm. uh, Zine Morala. Very interesting character in terms of like force user. We kind of get a little bit of what happened where she had to like help on one of the planets that had some debris coming to it. And she mm-hmm. fucking stops. She stops the debris from hitting the planet, which is like. You saw what the light of the Jedi was like, right? Like that's that's hard to do. Concerningly powerful, right? So um, and then there's a point. There's a point at the end of the book too that really kind of weirded me out. Where I mean, like they they set it up a little bit where it's like, oh yeah, she's training with Lula, 
but then her and Lula are like perfectly in sync. Like she knows how to fight like a Jedi all of a sudden. Her and Lula are perfectly in sync at the end of the book. She was just trying to imitate. Yeah. Well, like I'm I'm not surprised at the same time because if she's so powerful in the force she's with that, all it is is extension of you. And if you've been around this, you've watched around this, and that weird cult she was in or whatever it was. Like, yeah, the weird anti Jedi cult. Yeah, it was just like I feel like if they were so anti Jedi, they'd show you so much stuff that you would see their fighting. You'd see the stuff you'd, they'd probably train on a way to how to counter it, if anything. So Maybe. you definitely have some kind of foundational fighting skill. So just yeah, picking but... up another weapon and twirling it around. Once you can be like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tune into your motions and your frequency and everything like that. So it's like Sharingan. Um, <laughs> Sharingan force at this point. It's like yeah, you're about to move left, I'll move left too. Move copy. I'll, I'll mimic you. Exactly. It's copy ninja it was... to the extreme. Yeah, it was just it bugged me how how much they're like, yeah, she's she's not a Jedi, she's just force sensitive, but she can fight with the lightsaber perfectly. And I was like, eh, it sounds a little like she's not Mary Sue, but it was just like the warning, like little warning sign popping up yeah. and being like, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're doing a better job of of letting her get away with it because of the, yeah, yeah. the things it's, she's done before. It's it's justified. I just personally felt like it wasn't justified enough. But yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You're right. There, there are, you know, they do set it. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. And like, to be fair, there's a lot of that um, hyperspace incident. I guess where mm. there are a lot of places that are affected by it. So like, who knows if like there's something in hyperspace that's like, it's affecting people once mm. all this things is done. Right. So it's just like, Oh, you had force power. And now we're bumping it up times 10 because of all that desperation stuff you've had to do. You've had, you had to do. It's like, you've unlocked all your latent potential. Now you just have to train mm. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. No, just like the the only other thing that I kind of thought of was like the cult the the cult that she's part of were like the saddest version of the Mandalorians I've ever seen. So yeah, I was gonna... like we hate the Jedi, we're gonna kill the Jedi. I'm like, what? You're gonna beat them to death with your fists? Well, like... they're just yeah, they were just idiots. But they're yeah. called the Elders of the Path, and apparently it's a group that existed during the High Republic era. And there are multiple communes. They are led by the Council of Elders, and the Elders preach that the Force was like a fire and it should not be sensed by any living being. So that's why they really hate the Jedi. Um, no, because they are this just, massive force. That's um, just kind of it's, it's like the it's like the cult really, that squadron, but even worse. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's its own thing. It's like um, they really have no reason for being. They just are. They just are. Yeah. It, they said they're. I didn't know that, but like they said they were part of this like natural enemies, and it's like no, you're not. <laughs> no, okay. the Mandalorians are the natural enemies, right? <laughs> these guys are these guys are sad pretenders. So, yeah, so you know the Mandalorians can put up a fight. You guys just want to stand around and yell. Yeah, yeah. I also love how like the Jedi when they were talking, then they saw her use the Force. They're like, "Wait a minute, what?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll explain it to you later." Like, <laughs> I'm glad that they were, they didn't just be like, "Oh yeah, it's, it's totally cool." Yeah, but let me like, sit down and explain this. Exactly. But I think. That, but, uh, I think yeah, I think like, that about wraps it up. I'm gonna do this. Part. No, I, I'm just thinking. <laughs> is there anything else that you guys want to say? Um, oh, I see. Yeah, no, I think that's about it for me. Okay. So yeah, now that we've finished our thoughts on that, let's head into the rankings. Yeah, for our rankings for this, I guess I guess I'll start it off. We might as well start with what I assume is going to be the, the the lowest one out of us. Yeah, I give Race to Crash Point Tower a three point five out of ten, and I, this is purely I, like I'm, I think I'm the only one who had this problem because of what I explained before. But as soon as they introduced the master's name, I just couldn't take this book seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. that became such a giant problem like ty and Vern vernestra were the only characters that i could actually like listen to and not start laughing 
everyone else, especially Rams, just because he mentions compare so many times. I just couldn't take him seriously. And most of this book, like I said, there's very intense moments and very suspenseful moments. And then they say that name and all of a sudden my mind's just making a thousand dirty jokes and I can't take the drink your situation seriously anymore. Mm -hmm. And some of the other problems that we've discussed as well with that kind of stuff, it's just overall, it was a big step down from test of courage for me. Yeah. And I mean, partly, I think it is, I think Dan's right. It is supposed to be for a younger audience, but oh, it's just, it just hurt it. it. Yeah. 100%. It just hurt it so much for me overall. And uh, yeah, so so unfortunately, 3.5. And I mean, who knows if they show up in another book, hopefully they, they never mention Master Compare again. I just, I don't need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I just have, Ram, if, it, honestly, if you have Ram on his own and you don't mention Jizz Apple, then I'm okay with it. It's, and, you know, then I can hear, I have to, I have to find the hole within the hole or every hole is unique and special no, and not it's, start laughing. It's well, done, it's man. Just like, it's done. It. I mean, no, you know it's what? There. After it's all, there. It might just show that, you know what? You are a young reader at this point. If you can't mature up and get through it. I mean, hey, if, if, oh my God. if that makes me a young reader, then that's even worse. You're now giving those young readers mm. those, those references to work with. And if, you, and if I'm feeling that at my age, I feel like a lot more kids are going to start oh laughing boy. at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah overall 3.5. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I couldn't take it seriously. I gave it a 4.5. Mm -hmm. Lowest score that I've given a book, I think, yet. Yes. The lowest yeah. I've given is like Heir to the Jedi kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I, I would say that this is a little bit less than the Heir to the Jedi, which is why I gave it a 4.5 and like movie target and whatnot. It's all right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to Rising Storm to kind of give us the meat of what happens in this scenario. Like we know now how the Crash Point Tower comes online. That's all this book really gave us. That's um, true. So like, it's just we know that at a certain point during the the attack on Republic back Fair, on. yeah, comms come back. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see like what happens there. I'm actually really excited to see. Lena So and her um, Vargons or whatever, those yeah, like lion yeah. things attacking like Nihil and stuff. Like, oh my god! I'm excited to see why she care about Stellan Geos. <laughs> that is also the second part of that is mm -hmm. I'm excited to finally meet Stellan Geos and see what's going on because I bought a comic variant with him on it, <laughs> and I hope to God he's a good character. Otherwise, mm. I'm gonna have to sell it. <laughs> you might not be able to. Nobody's gonna want to buy it. My comic shop will. I've already talked to them about <laughs> selling other comics to them. But yes, uh, I gave it a 4.5. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, once again, I am giving a book the highest score, but we've gone up very incrementally. <laughs> it's true. I gave this one a five. Uh, it's right in that middle ground because, again, it's it's not a terrible book. It's mm. just not one that I would go out and say, you, know, you have to read this. It's just like, hey, man, you, you want to read something? Go ahead. But there's better things to definitely devote your time to. Yes, mm -hmm. it's only three, about three hours and 20 minutes or so total listening time. Not worth Do something else. Like if, if you have to have it as a background thing, you know, there'll be enough points where you can be like, okay, I'll pay attention to this point, but you know, I'm busy doing this other thing, help cleaning, cooking, whatever you're doing. Do something else while listening because if you just sit there and listen, you're gonna you're gonna hit points like me where you're ready to fly off the handle, get pissed off. Then you have to rein yourself in and remember, hey, it isn't really ain't for you. You should be listening to Rising Storm. What you're doing, right? Like, 
it's Ram Jamarat from the start. <laughs> just the, the name is okay. No, I get it. Did, did you make this name for kids? Like, is this really? It is made for kids. A hundred percent. You have Buriaga, right? Which is just like okay. I get that's know, a Wookie, Wookie name. That's a Wookie, Wookie and mm. you know naming conventions. Sure, that one grows on you, and it's fine. Yeah, but Ram Jamaram. It's almost on the edge of sounding like a fake comical name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It like Lula's okay. Lula Lula Talisola. I think it's just like it just reminds me of Mass Effect, right? Talizora, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So from there, it was just like you know th- that's not a bad name, and it, it's within universe enough but ram jamaram like and i'm just imagining even now, if, now that you sorry now that you mentioned mass effect i'm thinking like luli talasaur of us quib quib <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry i interrupted you there oh no, but God. no it's like from from this it's like you can stick with ram yes. give him a better last name yeah Give him some or just call him something. jedi knight ram at this point something that can, I, can rhyme, i ask please. you guys something honestly what's hmm. up are you returning this audiobook or not yeah, I'm I mean, probably gonna take my credit back so I can use it. We're for a allowed Star Wars to book. because it, within the year, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and honestly, so that's like, something that you didn't know all you can do on Audible. You can return things it's, if you didn't. If you didn't like it, and honestly, well, it's not. I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't. It, like, it's not worth a whole credit. It's not worth that whole credit. Mm-hmm. Like it, it definitely isn't a three-hour book versus a fifteen-hour book. There are better things you can put your your money towards for sure. Buy the book and read it. Give it to your kids for sure. Great. No, no, this <laughs> is one where you go. <laughs> There's several things. You go to your public library, right? You, you take and it you out actually, of the library. You actually do something with the library, or you use an app like Libby or something like that where mm. you can rent books from your local library. Yeah. Like That's the level of this. It's a when, rent. You have it, and then you just, you just give it back. Yeah. When you want to have the talk with your kids about the birds <laughs> and the bees, but you don't want to have the talk about the birds <laughs> and the bees, you give them Race to Crash Point Tower. <laughs> I mean, that just makes it sound ominous at that point. <laughs> That's true. Oh, it's a crash point tower. Oh, you know, that means everything's done. <laughs> Blow up. No. Just remember, kids. Stop that. Yeah. just remember, kids, you have to see the hole for the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, no more. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Let's Young readers yeah. alert. Yeah. God Chris damn. Hansen here. Have a seat over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why don't you take a seat right here? Welcome to the end of this week's Temple Archive. If you've listened this far, thank you very much for, you know, sticking with us and listening to our... my inane ramblings and everybody else's good points. But uh, yeah, if you are enjoying the High Republic as we are so far, then you're going to enjoy next week because we will be going over another Star Wars High Republic book. And this one I'm very excited about. Yeah, this one is High Republic, The Rising Storm. Fuck yes! Yes. It's one we've been waiting for for a while. For every miss, we get a good hit. Yep. And uh, yeah, like we said, we're very excited for Rising Storm. I think it's going to be good especially now that we know a bunch of these characters. And uh, yeah, if you have any thoughts on Race to Crash Point Tower or Rising Storm, or just things that you want to tell us in general, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a whole bunch of ways that you can contact us. We went over them earlier, but once again, just in case, Dan, do you mind telling the listeners how they can get a hold of us? Well, you see here, uh, we get a hold of us over at uh, voiceofthefores.com, and my name's Ram Jabarab. 
and uh, <laughs> we're gonna go. Over, this is the new voice for Ram. I love, I love making things uh, whole again. Basely. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, let's go over to the email. You can find us over at uh, Voice of the Forest at gmail.com And uh, my voice is going up in the. Yeah, I was gonna going say on. you're slowly yeah. becoming more of a caricature. So, <laughs> Race the Crash Point Tower is nothing more than a fever dream. Yeah, at this point. essentially. Very yeah. sick. Social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram at Voice Forest Pod. You can retweet and uh, reshare on your stories for our new episode tweets and posts on Instagram. And it does help with grow our listener base by sharing those with your friends and family and that are interested in star Wars. And you're um, very much appreciated if you do that. Thank you. Uh, you can also listen, rate review and follow as well as subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars on those platforms also helps people find our uh, podcast and uh, when they type in star wars find different types of podcasts you want to listen to so follow for free to get the episode as soon as it releases well, thank and, you, uh, and remember uh the everything is like a part of the whole and you gotta like see oh the whole for the whole uh, yeah uh, we're gonna end on that note uh ram ram get back in your goddamn workshop uh, but <laughs> this is why you're not good with people yeah exactly <laughs> this is why i'm a teacher yeah. thank you for that and from all of us here at Voice of the Fourth Podcast, thank you for listening. And remember that every hole is different for and unique sake. and deserves equal love. <laughs> you gotta cut what that is out happening? <laughs>